Hello and welcome back to another episode of Being With Me, your hostess Ayabola Deborah. We are on episode 23, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, episode 23. Uh, if this is your very first time of tuning in, where have you been? Um, but a very special hello to you anyway. And if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, 23rd time of tuning in, a very, very special hello to you too. What's popping? What's cracking? What it do? What it be? What's it been? And what is it going to be? Fill me in. Hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayabola Deborah on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you reach out to me, surely I will reach back out to you. First things first, um, I think I owe some of you an apology. Um, I got a few messages of people asking me why there was no uh, new episode released. Um, I think I've spoilt you guys, really, because I've been in the habit of putting out an episode every week for the last uh, couple of months. Um, but actually, this is part of what this episode is going to be about. Um, maybe a little bit vulnerable um, in some places, but, you know, one of the things that I um, value the most in my relationships is honesty and transparency. And while the, that while doesn't voila, while that doesn't necessarily mean I expect you to tell me everything or I expect to know everything about you, um, it just means that for me, as far as I can control how I behave and how we relate to one another and how I present myself, I like to believe that I am always honest and transparent. Um, some people would say that I'm mysterious. <laughs> Um, some people would say that I'm complex or complicated and that um, I'm deep. And while all of those things may be true, I don't think anyone could ever say that I'm shady and not shady in the sense that I don't throw shade because, you know, I'm a Nigerian woman. So I have a master's degree in, uh, no, not even master's, a PhD in throwing shade. But I just mean, um, I'm not shady in that there's no gray areas to me. Um what you see is what you get, but there is so much more to me than what meets this, what the eye see, what's, what the eye sees and what's on the surface. Um, so I, um, I shared on my uh, Instagram, Instagram is my main platform, um, but I shared this across all of my uh, socials, beginning with Instagram, just how, um, how I've been feeling over the last week or so. I'm conscious of saying the last week because I don't necessarily know when people are going to listen to this, but um, we are in, we're just about to enter into the last week of July, 2020. And um, I don't know what it is about this month. Um, I've just felt really, really overwhelmed and overwhelmed in the sense that, um, well, first of all, overwhelmed, not in the sense that I felt depressed or down or anything like that but more so just feeling like a lot is happening and I'm not really feeling if that makes sense almost like I'm floating and I'm just existing so things are happening all around me um and I'm just kind of on autopilot and I've suddenly come off of autopilot and everything is happening all at the same time if it's not um, suddenly just kind of acknowledging the fact that people are passing away suddenly and unexpectedly 
I'm now starting to process that. Um, if it's, uh, you know, I've had some disappointments, some things that um, had gotten me excited and given me hope and, you know, hope for prospects of things to come, things not working out the way that I thought that they would. Um, small projects that I've been really excited and passionate about, not producing the results that I wanted. Um, those feelings of disappointment, I hadn't allowed myself to feel them. And so literally, I just feel like I've been coasting along, not processing anything, um, not realizing that I was being worn down, literally worn down. Um, and that manifested itself in so many different ways. If it wasn't um, the continuous headaches, I think I had like a headache for a week in a row and there was one point um you know it was my brother's birthday so he had um a small gathering in the house in our newly completed garden if you are on my social media you would have seen that um and normally I'm a reserved person anyway um generally I'm reserved and even with the people that I know even with people I'm comfortable with I do have extrovert tendencies but I am still very reserved I still very much need time to myself time to recharge um but having people in the house in my private space was a lot for me especially because um with everything pandemic related we haven't been able to see people as much and so it was a lot all at once and that is even without me being there the entire time I was literally sort of dipping in and out just to say hello to people trying to be a good hostess just trying to make sure that the kitchen you know remained tidy um enough so that there wouldn't be too much of a cleanup the following day but I remember the night um that that was happening my room faces the garden and so obviously there's people out there there's music um the garden lights were on and my head was on fire my head was on fire and I, I cradled my head until um you know I fell asleep the other side of the other way the other way that this overwhelming the feeling of being overwhelmed has manifested itself is in poor sleeping pattern. So throughout this pandemic, I've made a habit of going to bed at a reasonable time. So by 11 o'clock, I am super drowsy. My eyes are heavy. It's only if I'm forcing it that I will stay late, stay awake at least later than 11.30. And um, what I found is in this period of being overwhelmed, I just wasn't sleeping properly you know, I'd sleep for a maximum four hours and then I'd wake up and then it would take me so long to fall asleep again that by the time I fell asleep, I'd only get to sleep for an additional hour before it was time for me to get up and start working. And, um, you know, I'm usually good at having a nap. I could, I can have a nap, but it's just, it doesn't suit my body clock because during the day, my body clock is used to being awake and working and so even trying to have a nap in the middle of the day was difficult was proving difficult for me and I just wasn't able to switch off and then also having the headache just sort of made me um, feel uncomfortable and so as a result my productivity levels were dipping I was feeling stressed um, with you know work situations and other things and just life and everything all happening at the same time I just didn't feel like doing anything um but I guess one of the, the pros, one of the, the benefits of, of suddenly starting to feel everything um, all at once was that it pushed me further into a state of reflection. 
and I like to think that I am a reflective person um I think this this podcast is evidence of that I would hope that after every episode you have something to reflect on and something to think about but definitely um in this time it's pushed me deeper into a state of reflection and I really started to ask myself some really 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 big questions and these big questions (laughs) are quite big and I guess you know, they they may have in some way contributed to, to feeling overwhelmed, but I think there were necessary questions to ask myself. So I was asking myself questions like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, where do I fit in? Where is my place in the world? And how does who I am, what I do, um, what and who I love, um, the things that I've experienced, how do they inform my space and my place in the world? Where in the world is that space and that place that is carved out just for me? How do I overcome the um, obstacles and the, the hurdles that position themselves obstinately in front of me and refuse to move without a fight? What happens when I'm, I'm too tired to fight for my place do I lose that place or does that place stay there and wait for me do my life circumstances accommodate the space that I'm in or does my space accommodate my life circumstances um it's just yeah those are the questions that I was asking myself and um I just started to really, really think about um, some of these things. And I started to think about what happens if I don't feel like who I am is enough. What happens um, if I start to feel like what I bring to the table isn't enough? What happens if I start to feel like there is no place or space for me? Um, And the conclusion that I came to is that um, when that happens, you start to punish yourself um, for feeling like you have no place in the world or that you can't be accepted for who you are and the ultimate um destination or the ultimate place that you will reach is you'll start feeling like well what's the point of me being here and I think that is a really dangerous space to be in I think for most of us um we can say that we have been through some things that have really really pushed us to the edge where we have asked ourselves that question not necessarily because we want to die but just because we don't want to live anymore. We just want that, that, um, the pain and the hurt, um, that we have experienced or are experiencing to stop. We just want that moment of relief. And I'm not saying that I felt that way at all during this time, because I absolutely have not. I have done many, many, many years ago, but that's not what I'm saying now. I'm just giving some sort of context and a bit more, um, layers to what I'm trying to say. So you guys know, I like to, to, to write lists. I've said this several times. So I put together a list of things just to kind of help me um, understand my thoughts a bit better, to process better and to just kind of make sense of the feelings that were swimming around my mind. Um, and some of these things I think I shared on the previous episode, which is interesting because I didn't know that, you know, how I was feeling would get me to this point. So if some of them sound repetitive, I guess it's because those things need to be emphasized um and probably because they're founded foundational uh pieces and foundational points and principles that are essential for being and being the best you that you could possibly be so the first thing I wrote down is that no experience is wasted nothing just happens um 
everything that you've been through, um, everything that you've experienced was and is crucial for where you are now. Um, and I was writing this to myself. So when I'm speak, when I say you, I'm speaking to myself, but I'm also speaking to you. So this is applicable to all of us. Um, there are six, seven billion people on the planet, right? And I don't know about you, but I always hear them saying that we're running out of space, we're running out of space, we're running out of space. While that might be true, the fact of the matter is that you are here. And because you are here, there is space for you. So it doesn't matter whether or not somebody else is doing what you do. As long as you do you, then do you. I remember, I think it was in the episode quite early on um, in the life of being with Ayabola Debra, where I talked about jealousy. And um, I said, no one can do what you do the way you do what you do when you do what you do. <laughs> and I'll say it again. No one can do what you do the way you do what you do when you do what you do. Why? Because no one else is like you. So because you're you, there is space for you. And there is space for you and all that you are and all that you bring to the table. And you know what? If you reach that table and you find that nobody wants to give you space, shall I tell you what? I said this before and I'll say it again. Build your own damn table. And once it's done and dusted, then start inviting other people. In, in fact, no, rewind. In fact, while you're building the table, the people that you see alongside you that have the skills and have the the, the, the same vision and have, you know, your, your visions and your past, your purposes are aligned, bring them alongside and build that table together so that you can have the best possible table to sit at. Okay, you heard me? All right, cool. Um, then I wrote down, decide what you want decide what you want for yourself. I think we're very good at knowing what we don't want. But if we were to really, really, really ask ourselves, what is it that we want? I don't think many of us really know. I think it's easy to pick out what you don't want. But I think the real challenge is to decide what you do want because it means then that you have to confront some of your fears. It means then that you have to challenge yourself to do more than what you are currently doing or what you have been doing. It means that you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be really, really honest with yourself. With yourself. It means that you have to be naked with yourself and see yourself for who you truly are. If you decide what you want for yourself, then you can start to move forward. Then you can start to make progress. If you decide what you want for yourself without um, depending on others to tell you what you should be doing or what you should want, you are in a better position already. And once you decide for yourself what you want, I think it's very important to make a distinction between um, what you want um, and what you want that is good for you. And why do I say that? I say that because not everything that is good is good for you. What might be good for, um, I don't know. I, don't, I was gonna, I'm trying to think of a name and my mind has gone completely blank. Um, what might be good for Ade? I don't know where Ade came from, but okay. What might be good for Ade is not good for Dina. Who the hell is Dina? Anyway, what might be what good what's good for Ade is not good for Dina. And it doesn't mean that what was good for Ade is a bad thing because it's not. 
but it's not necessarily good for Dina. So decide what you want, first of all, and then decide, is that good thing that you want for yourself good for you? Very important. Once you've decided what you want, what once you've decided whether what you want is good for you, then tell yourself that you can do it. Tell yourself that you are able to. Tell yourself that no matter what happens, you are going to get there. Caring what other people think about what you want and what you've decided is good for you um, is not a bad thing, but making your life decisions based on what those people say is where things start to get a bit tricky. You are allowed to, and I think it's good to um, care about what other people think, especially the people that know you and love you and have your best interests at heart, genuinely. I really think it's important to care about what those people think about you, but you cannot allow yourself to be defined by it. You cannot allow your decisions and the things that you do and the, the, the decisions that you make for your life and for your well-being and for your legacy to be defined by what other people think about you. It's not worth it. Um, so decide what you want, decide what's good for you and then go for it. Then, oh, that's it. The next thing that I wrote down was go for it. (laughs) And I guess I said this in the previous, um, episode as well, um, where I talked about, um, do it now. If not, if you have the opportunity to do it now, then do it now, go for it. Um, do the necessary to make the necessary happen. You know? If you have to do X to get to Y, then do X and do it now. Don't wait for tomorrow to get it done. Um, If you do the necessary to make it happen, then it's all on you. It's all on you. You have the power to make that decision. You have the power to get things going. You have the power to get the ball rolling. Um, Create the space, like I said before. Create the space that you need in order to get things done. I was talking to someone um, earlier this year and she was working on a project that she was about to release. And, you know, we were having a conversation and I was talking to her about, um, you know, how excited I am for her and how, you know, I was um, excited to, to support her. And, you know, she was talking about how anxious she was about releasing things now on the basis that the project that she was working on wasn't perfect and it wasn't yet exactly how she wanted it to be and I said to her do you know what as a creative person I fully understand that and I think it's something that is really really dangerous why is it dangerous because if we fix our gaze on everything that is perfection related the danger is that we will never ever put anything out we will never ever complete something the desire to want to do better is a good thing but when that desire um becomes an obsession with perfection then we have an issue the thing is if you do your best the best that you can do now put it out The next time you do it, it will be better. And the time after that will be even better than the second and the first time. All you need to do is to do it now, is to go for it. And if you fail, fine. You learn the lesson and you move on. You learn that that way didn't work. This way is not the best way to do it. Let me try this way. Let me figure out if I can implement this and subtract that. Maybe it will give me a different result and maybe it will bring something different and something unique to what I'm trying to do. The market isn't oversaturated. Don't think that just because there are a thousand other people doing what you want to do, that it means that you will not be successful. And 
number one, success is is subjective. What is success to you may not necessarily be success to me. And number two, there is more than enough evidence to suggest that um, the market isn't oversaturated. Take the hair industry for one. There are a thousand and one products out there that all suggest that they do the same thing. It's either they want to make your hair, you know, moisturize and give you that luster and that sheen and that shine that you want there's um a thousand different products that say this will help your hair grow this will help you retain length this will um this is perfect for your curl pattern this um will thicken your hair and this will do that and this will do that there's so many different ones and every single day there's a new product that comes out on the market and they can be and they have the potential to be just as successful as the the bigger brands that we all know about so no, the market isn't oversaturated. If there is something that you want to do, once you've decided what you want to do, once you've decided what's good for you, then go for it. What you bring is different, even if somebody else is already doing the same thing. Someone will go for you. Someone will go for what you bring. Someone will go for what you offer. Someone will go for what you provide. Just go for it. Um, the next thing I wrote down was go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. And I'll, I'll be honest, this is a big thing for me. Um, I might have shared this before, but if I haven't, I'm going to share it now. Um, most of you who have been listening from the beginning and those of you who know me, you know that I am a singer. And I tell you what, for me to even use for my lips to say those words, I am a singer, is a big thing because I have always been very, very insecure about my voice. It doesn't matter it didn't matter to me how many people applauded me it didn't matter to me how many people told me how beautiful my voice was the compliments they gave and you know how they celebrated me how many people applauded me how many how many this whatever positions or places that I've been blessed and fortunate to be at and to use my voice none of that stuff mattered to me because my voice didn't do what I wanted it to do or it didn't match up to the people that I put on a pedestal as being the voices it didn't have the ability to to flick and to run and to it didn't have the dexterity I don't is dexterity a word I don't know I'm have to check that out but it didn't have the dexterity that I wanted it to have it didn't have the tonality that I wanted it to have but recently I've just started to begin to accept the fact that I have a voice a unique voice a voice that nobody else has because I'm me and what I used to do, let me tell you what I used to do. And I still do it now, but with a different perspective. So if I ever recorded anything, um, if I ever sang anywhere and it was recorded, um, whether that's audio recording or audio visual, so like a, a video or whatever, you guys, I would study that thing until the wheels fell off. I'm talking, I would study it till I knew every single place I took a breath, the pronunciation of every single word, every single note, every single note I hit, every single note I missed, every run. I would do that my, the way I did my facial expressions, um, the way the words and the sound came out of my mouth, how I formed my lips, my teeth, my tongue, every single thing I would be so detailed and so thorough thorough with studying this piece of what I did just so I could be better the next time but the thing is previously with the mindset I had what I was was I was criticizing myself 
being my own biggest critic in the worst possible way, not acknowledging or celebrating the points at which I had done something that was actually pretty cool, something that I couldn't previously do or something that I'd been practicing that I'd now finally been able to do without it sounding like I was trying. I would be so hard on myself I would beat down so hard on myself and I would compare myself to this person to this person and I'm so blessed that I know so many people that are incredible in their craft when it comes to singing they can do so much and you know their tones are just so unique and beautiful but I was comparing myself to all of those people and this is a shameless plug by the way if you have not um watched my uh Instagram live that I did um at the beginning of June on killing comparison you should it's on my Instagram tv it's also on my YouTube page Ayabola Deborah anyway I would compare myself to those people and I would be so hard on myself now I have a different pair of spectacles I'm looking at myself and I'm appreciating the uniqueness of my voice the uniqueness of the gift that I have but I'm also looking at the areas where okay that wasn't so great maybe you can work on doing this slow this down try it this way do it this way I'm also practicing differently and it means that when I finally put out the final product even though I will always find new um, areas of improvement I will always want to do better I'm easier on myself I'm allowing myself to be okay with the fact that things won't always work out the way that I want them to work out I'm not always going to get the finished product in the way that I want to get that finished product but provided I go easy on myself and appreciate and accept my flaws and my failures I will always do better the next time is an opportunity to be better than I was the first time um because at the end of the day, like I said, the first thing is that no experience is wasted, right? Um, okay, so the last thing that I wrote down is don't leave others behind. Don't leave others behind. I said this on the previous episode and I talked about what I've seen about community. Um, but I'm just realizing it more and more. I mean, it's something I've always known. But especially in these times when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you just feel a bit stuck especially in light of disappointments, um, whether that's career, whether that's business, relationships, finances, all of those things. When you start to feel like that, um, you realize even more so the power and the, the importance of community. So don't leave others behind. Um, along the journey, um, and when you've made it, when you've reached that point of success that you've you've targeted for yourself, don't leave others behind. Build a community, build a tribe of people that will support you and support you genuinely for not for what they can gain, not for what they can get from you, but just because they support you as you. Um, build a community of people around you that will hold you accountable, that will call you out on your bullshit, that will call you out when you're being disrespectful, when you're getting too big for your boots. And when you started growing wings, they will help you clip them and bring your feet right back down to the ground. Build a community of people that will be strong for you when you are not strong yourself. People that will stand for you in a place of prayer and intercede on your behalf. People that you can trust. People that will work with you and labor with you. People that will celebrate you. 
that is so important people that will celebrate you and celebrate your wins no matter how small they are I think um and I'm not tooting my own horn here but I feel like I'm good at doing that with my friends even when it's things that they um dismiss things that aren't such a big deal I'm gonna celebrate you I, I like if somebody tells me they've finally done something that we've talked about and you know it's come to it's come to fruition don't be surprised if I start crying on the phone if I start screaming and jumping up and down it's amazing I was thinking about this the other day on my Instagram I literally go through my Instagram and anytime I see something I just have to post a comment and just say oh this is amazing this is beautiful I'm so proud of you or I randomly send people messages and let them know that you know this is how I feel about you and this is what I think and this is what you should do or I'm praying for you it's so important to have those kinds of people around you because that is what helps propel you forward you can't do this alone. So having a community of people, um, having people that will stand by you, having people that will stand with you is so, so, so important. And the lesson is this, at the beginning of the journey, you need people with you. In the middle of the journey, you need people with you. When you reach the end of your journey, you need people with you. That doesn't mean that the people that start the journey with you will end the journey with you. And that's a massive lesson. And you know what? In the last few weeks, I've been really reflecting over a particular friendship of mine that is no more. And I've learned so much. And maybe I will share. I know that I did two episodes on friendship, which, by the way, if you have not listened to, you need to go back and listen to because they were so it was such an amazing conversation. It was so profound and there were so many gems in there that I really, really think will really help a lot of people in terms of how they navigate their way through not just their friendships actually, but their relationships, even their relationship with themselves. Um, But I've learned so much about the fact that, you know, the people that started the journey with you are not necessarily the people that are going to end that journey with you. Um, The other thing is that um, when you reach your place, don't forget to bring people up with you. Don't forget to help people. I think in this generation, we have an obsession with wanting to be the only ones that have reached a certain pinnacle of success, being the only ones that are at a certain level of success so that we can look down on everybody else. That's whack, okay? And it's it's, it's just whack. There's no other way to, to dis- explain it. It's whack. Along the way, when you get there, when you reach that um, that place of success and you've reached that place that you've always dreamed of, of reaching, pull people alongside you. Give people tips, mentor somebody. And you know, when I say mentor someone, think about that because being a mentor is a lot, is a massive responsibility. But do what you can to help other people. Don't be selfish. Don't be greedy. Don't hoard. Don't be arrogant. Remember where you came from. Remember where you started. Remember why you started. And a side note, if the reason why you started is purely for self, you need to start again and you need to rethink everything so that you can get it right this time. Um, but yeah, that's what um, um, I would say on that. And those are the things that I, I think that was about five or six things that I wrote down to myself um, just to remind myself of who I am, where I am and what my place in the world is. Um, I know what my purpose is, um, but I just think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that um, in the midst of, you know, so many things going on, whether that's grief, whether that's disappointment, um, whether that's physical pain and, you know, stress or whatever. There's so many different reasons why you can lose sight of that. And going through these things for me has been really helpful in 
refocusing and recentering myself and so I hope that it's been um hopeful it's been helpful um for you and if you're in a place where you're just feeling a bit crap like I've been feeling for want of a better word I hope this um helped you today so something I haven't done on the podcast for a hot minute is give you a meal a juice a snack and a word um and this is coming to you today from Matthew 5:14 to 15 and it says this you are the light of the world like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house I think the key thing for me here is you are the light of the world. Light doesn't compete with light. Light only competes with darkness. And in that competition, darkness always loses. Every single one of us is a light and we have an opportunity to shine that light into the world. Um, So long as you are shining light, there is place for you in the world because there is a lot of darkness in this world, okay? I mean, all you have to do is watch unsolved murders or Jeffrey Epstein all those things on Netflix and you will know listen this world is mad everybody is mad but (laughs) but there is opportunity enough for every single one of us to shine light into the darkness there really really is and I say this all the time but this scripture really just emphasizes that so long as you are shining light there is place for you there is there is a place for you and there is space for you so I hope that you carry that with you Um, as you go along your days, um, as we return to a semblance of normality, because the normality that we return to is is not going to be anything like what it was before. Um, But as we return to a semblance of normality, I hope that you carry that with you. I hope that you carry your light into the world. And I hope that we are all blessed and fortunate enough to be able to be in a position to witness that light being shone into the world um so yeah thank you very much for listening um like i said if you're not following me on social media you should be hit me up on all of my social medias it's ayabola deborah on facebook twitter and instagram reach out to me and i will definitely reach back out to you i think that's it for the church announcements um yeah so laters